I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in our number three Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show Tuesday edition, New Hampshire primary edition. New Hampshireites listening to this program right now can go out and vote in their primary. We encourage as many of you as possible to do so. Let your voices be heard. Only two remaining contenders in the Republican side of that race, Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. On the Democrat side, I think Marianne Williamson, Dean Phillips, and Joe Biden is a write-in candidate because Joe Biden decided he didn't want New Hampshire to have primacy in the Democrat Party anymore because overwhelmingly voters did not like him in New Hampshire. Um, but uh, as a result, we are uh, starting to uh, Granite Staters. Did I say New Hampshire? I, I apologize. I can eventually we'll get that right. Uh, Granite Staters with an opportunity to go out and make their voices heard. Now, we started off the show uh, talking about this, but I do think it's the question of the day. And it is this. What does Nikki Haley have to do to maintain her candidacy in any way going forward? Expectations are Trump is up around 20 points in the most recent poll. And by the way, Buck, I wanted to hit you with this because as we went to break, uh, we talked about the uh, right now odds market for who will be elected president. Trump is the favorite um, right now This in the uh, presidential odds markets. Joe Biden is in second place. Michelle Obama is, in fact, the third most likely candidate, according to the odds market, to be the 2024 president of the United States. Nikki Haley is fourth. Gavin Newsom is fifth. RFK Jr. six. Kamala Harris seven. Dean Phillips eight. Ron DeSantis nine. Those are the top nine contenders, uh, according to the odds market right now, with both Trump and Biden substantial favorites. 
but Michelle Obama a clear and basically unchallenged third in the presidential odds markets as we speak right now. So there are a lot of people that are buying into my theory that Biden is going to be forced out and Michelle Obama will become the Democrat nominee in 2024. We'll have months to talk about that because the Democrat convention is not until August. The uh, Republican convention is in July. But to me, Nikki Haley has to make a real decision, Buck. Does she want to go as hard as she possibly can? In fact, there's an editorial in the Wall Street Journal this morning making this exact argument. And the, the question is, does Nikki Haley really want to be president in 2024? In which case, she's going to go as hard as she possibly can after Donald Trump from here on out. Or she's going to basically say, okay, I'm running for 2028 and I'm going to drop down. And it's an interesting column. Let me give credit here. Written by Henry Olson in the Wall Street Journal this morning. He's a senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. And he said, if Brian Kemp can beat Trump, maybe Nikki Haley can. Difference, obviously, very substantial here is that Donald Trump didn't actually run against Brian Kemp. Donald Trump endorsed a Georgia governor, gubernatorial candidate against Trump. And then everybody will remember Brian Kemp won by 50 points uh, in that battle of the Republican primary. And actually, I think it solidified Brian Kemp to go on and beat Stacey Abrams by seven and a half or eight points. Nikki Haley's actually running against Trump, but she's in a one v one battle. If she really wants to be president, she has to get as nasty as she possibly can against Trump. I don't think she's willing to do it, Buck. I think her probability of winning is very low, but I think it would require that she go after Trump in a way where there could be a lasting impact for her political future. And I don't think she is going to do it. I think she's going to bow out after she loses by 15 or 20 points tonight and try to preserve her ability to run in 28. Yes, uh, she is not going to make it to South Carolina because that would be humiliating to lose in her home state. Uh, the numbers are all, remember, when we say, you know, there, there's polls and then there's polls. When someone is up in the polls, we usually think of it as 4%, 8, 10, 12, whatever. Trump is up in some of these places by 20 or 30 points. I mean, 50, it's, it's not 50 points. It's, it's not even remotely close. So uh, there's there's really not, I think, anything uh, that remains to be seen here in terms of what's likely to what's likely to happen in most of the states. Um, so yeah, I think N- Nikki Haley does her best in New Hampshire and tries to keep it as close as she can, and then she probably goes on for a few more weeks. And I I would guess that she'll be out. Uh, within two weeks, uh, she'll, she'll suspend her campaign. She did work for Trump as U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, you know, it's not really, you know, like, I, I, it's not a job that I think is particularly, um, high up on the, on the important scale. Just be honest with you. It's a pretty, uh, it's, it's a lot of cocktail and prepared it's ceremonial you know, cocktail. more than it's like yeah. executive based, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of just like on the, uh, on the champagne and, and, uh, cappuccino circuit in New York. I mean, you're not really doing anything of any substance. So anyway, she did work for Trump though, and there's that. And I think that she'll want to work with him while he's, uh, assuming he wins, while he's president, 
and then she'll she'll run again at some point in the future. But I think that the fundamental problem that Nikki Haley has more than anything else is that uh, she's trying to run as a GOP candidate from the Bush era in a lot of ways. I mean, a lot of her positions, the things that she says that, and I just think that that's too hard of a turn right now for the Republican Party to go away from uh, the more populist America first positioning to go toward, do you know what I mean? To go toward, I mean, she, Nikki Haley could very easily have been Bush's secretary of state in 2002 or something. I mean, that's the way she sounds when she speaks about these issues. I don't know if you're if you're in agreement with me on this. Nikki Haley, I was reading the front page New York Times yesterday, and I think I mentioned this a bit uh in yesterday's show. It's a big deep dive on the fact that Nikki Haley really never had success in life outside of politics. She was not really making much of a living. I'm not begrudging anybody on the struggles that they might have to take care of their family. You and I have both. Can I just, I don't want to, I don't want to like disrupt. Yeah. You were a writer for a website with a wife and three kids supporting yeah. that family. I was a government employee and then a writer for a website. You know, I tweeted this out. Like I lived in apartments that were 350 square feet and yeah. could barely afford it. Like, we know what it is to be in the fight. And so, you know, we don't begrudge I'm, that Nikki Haley had to, she, you know, I, I was, I've been there. You've been there. It's not easy, right. but, but I will say when I saw that she made two and a half million dollars off speeches. Yeah. Like, you're selling favors. I, That's the, the perception at some level is you're, you're I, selling favors. Like the, the reason why I like Trump is. He's not a career politician. I respect that a lot. Not to say that there isn't something good about being a career politician. Some people are very talented at it. But I like people, Vivek Ramaswamy, I like for the same reason. I think if you've made a living outside of being a public employee and not traded on your politics, right? I read that article, two and a half million dollars. It just feels, you know, the speech game. Like I'm doing a speech this weekend. Like, okay. Yeah. But when you're in politics and somebody's paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars to talk for an hour and you're doing that and then coming back into politics, like it's one thing if you're done, like, Hey, my political career is over. Now I'm going to go out and I'm going to make money. Okay, I understand that. Speeches leave... are a way to buy influence. It's Hunter Correct. Biden's That's what it paintings. Is. At a certain level, I do, by the way, do great paid speeches for anybody out there for a Republican <laughs> conservative organization. I'm doing one, uh, what I'm going, <laughs> funny, so I'm doing a great speech Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> They're very smart to get somebody who doesn't care about the Super Bowl to fly out Super Bowl weekend. Uh, I know you're, you're doing a few coming up, uh, including down here in Florida. Um, but, you know, it's not 90 or 95% of your income or my income. You know, we're not Correct. beholden. We're happy to do speeches, by the way, but we're not beholden. I feel like, uh, Garth in Wayne's World. Yeah. When he's like, we will not bow to any sponsor. And he's like covered in, uh, in, uh, what is it? Um, he's covered in like Adidas gear or something. Reebok. He's covered in Reebok gear. Yeah. We will not bow to any sponsors, but we do love highly paid speeches. My point about Nikki Haley is, when you're making two million dollars for speeches, it's because you're also getting paid two hundred grand a speech. And the kind of places that do that are, you know, Morgan Stanley, 
or a big law firm or a, and they're buying influence and connection to the politics. This is why Hillary, Hillary Clinton made millions and millions of dollars for speeches. It was all, I want to give her a big check before she's the next president of the United States. It's not because her speeches were so great. Yeah. And so I, that's why I think Nikki Haley will ultimately go quietly if she loses substantially in New Hampshire, as I think she will, because she's going to want to preserve the gravy train. And unless she's done with politics and Buck, if she is, she'll get a job at CNN and CNN will pay her several million dollars a year, even though she's never done television or she'll get a job at MSNBC and she'll be their relevant, their, uh, their sort of resident Republican who isn't actually a Republican anymore. Like maybe she decides to go the Joe Scarborough route and just totally sell out and go into television and make millions of dollars, not ever having to work, worry about running for reelection again. It doesn't feel to me like she's going to do that, but it is. Hold on on a second though. To, to be fair. And we, I think we try to be fair. I know we have some, we have some Nikki Haley fans. I, you know, I was in Nikki Haley territory when I was at the Admiral's 90th birthday because I was in Charleston, South Carolina, a lot of military there. And, uh, you know, there are some Nikki Haley fans in attendance. I can tell you, I mean, true, legit Nikki Haley top choice for the, I met a few. A lot of them were like, I'm going to vote Trump, but I still like Nikki. That was pretty much the, that's the South Carolina vibe, I would say, or the, uh, the general feeling you get. But I did meet people who say, Oh no, Nikki, Nikki Haley is my number one. Um, so to be, to be fair, is she a neocon Bush establishment GOP figure? Because what you're talking about is more, she's actually just a fake Republican and a liberal. I don't know if that's, I don't think I, I'm that's I'm not even necessarily saying yet. that. I'm saying I'm nervous that she's just going to chase the money. Well, the, 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 that's what that would mean. That you're talking about going to CNN and getting paid big money to be a Republican commentator. It means you're, you're actually switching teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's. So you think she would switch teams? I, I'm saying I don't think she would do that, which is why I think she's going to meekly go out and after okay, she I'm loses sorry. and go back You're, to keep yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying if she kept the fight going, it would suggest to me that she was willing to go the MSNBC or CNN route because there is no way for her to win. And so being... Fervently anti-Trump is not a pathway to get elected in 2028. I really don't believe. Certainly not going to win in 24. We know that. So if she goes all out, to me, she's giving up on her political I, viability I, I, and I just, just saying, hey, I'm going into the media sphere. Throw a quick thought your way, because there's all these post-mortems of the DeSantis campaign. Um, one thing that I think is true, and he doesn't get credit for this, uh, now, some people may disagree with this, but I think this is this is my assessment at least. Ron DeSantis, yeah, he went after Trump a little bit here and there, but they've bur- they've buried the hatchet, so to speak. Ron never insulted Trump voters. Yeah, it's and true. that's that's going to be something that I think puts him in very good stead for 2028 and beyond. It was never about Trump voters. It was about, or rather, it was never about insulting Trump voters. It was about trying to win Trump voters over, and that's an important piece of of the puzzle and i think nikki haley knows that too every just about trump voter second choice would be ron desantis if trump tomorrow suddenly had a health related condition and said i can't be president i cannot run i'm gonna have to withdraw i think that desantis would be the nominee 
And I think he would have comfortably won. I think he would have gotten almost all of the Trump support. Now, he doesn't have the same uh, excitement level. He doesn't have the same panache, the same sizzle. But in terms of actually being president, I think you can make a strong argument that he would have been the most effective with the tools of governance. Uh, and one thing we want to make sure with you is that you're the most effective at making sure you have the tools of your family's memories. That's a legacy box. That's preserving everything out there. Uh, so instead of having to worry about whether an old VH, uh, VHS tape is going to work, instead of worrying whether somebody still has a VCR, uh, how about uh, I watch The Crown? I told you guys. There's a scene near the end of season six where she's watching old film reels uh, in the Buckingham Palace. How many of you have old film reels out there of your kids when they were young, of your parents when they were young, maybe of your grandparents when they were young? VHS tapes, old photos. Uh, so many of your family's prized possessions are stored maybe right now in a garage. It's cold this time of year. How well preserved are those pictures, are those photographs, are those film reels? Why not go ahead and preserve them forever on great digital files? That's what Legacy Box does. They're located in my mom's hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee, my home state. They've helped millions and they can help you as well. And right now they got a great offer. You get 50% off their regular prices when you go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. More than a million and a half families have relied on them in the past decade. You keep your originals. They send them right back to you with digital files preserved forever. Your family memories there to last a lifetime. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back here to Clay and Buck. You know, Clay's talking about the politics. I'm talking about politics and the Democrats, what they're going to do. One thing you've left out, my friend, is... Kamala Harris is out there now on the campaign trail, Clay, and she's saying stuff like, this is cut five, telling people, you know, we're going to need everyone to vote. Play it. To get there, we're going to require everyone to vote to understand what's at stake right now. And um, and that is no small matter mm-hmm. to make sure that um, we are present and I intend to travel around our country to remind people of what's at stake and that their voice will matter and will be expressed through their vote in many other ways. Can I just say, if this is Joe Biden's secret weapon of the campaign trail, I've had more lively conversations with employees at the DMV than when she's talking about why Biden-Harris should win. Every time Kamala Harris speaks, she speaks as if she has a word limit that she's trying to reach, that she doesn't have enough words to reach. She's a kid, and maybe some of you have been in this camp before, who has a thousand uh, word paper to write, and she's only been able to write 600. And so she's got to find the other 400 somewhere, and she just keeps saying the same thing over and over again in a convoluted mess. She's a really bad communicator, and I think the best way to explain her is this is what happens when you have single-party systems. There is no opposition party in the uh, state of California. They decided that she looked like the kind of person to be a Democrat in that state, and she never had to actually win any battles on the uh, intellectual front, and that's what you get. That's Kamala Harris. Weak, weak candidate, but we'll see. While you may have your ears and eyes on the New Hampshire primary tonight and today, of course, keep a big-picture view out there about where our nation's economy and our nation's dollar is going. This is some words of wisdom from former Wall Street insider and now editor Tika Tawari. He's a guy who looks at the direction of our nation's economy and predicts where things are going, particularly how the U.S. dollar may be affected and what it means to you. I don't want to give away all of his thoughts, but he believes the value of the U.S. dollar is in real jeopardy. That's why Mr. Tawari released a video to help you prepare. Go online to see it. Go to moveyourcashnow.com. 
to learn the three steps you need to take to protect and grow your wealth in the coming months and year. Again, go to MoveYourCashNow.com. That's MoveYourCashNow.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Wanted to play a couple of cuts um, from up in New Hampshire where people are now voting. Granite Staters, I hope you are all out letting your voices be heard, joining the people of Iowa and helping to make decisions on 2024 for many of us out there in terms of who will be on our ballots. Uh, right now, the shift, Nikki Haley and Sununu, the current governor of New Hampshire, have started to attack Donald Trump's mental aptitude. Uh, this is what Governor Sununu said yesterday. There's only been three goals here. One was to make sure she got a second place. We got that. Two was to make sure there were only two candidates left in the race, and we're ahead there. She's wiped 12 candidates off. And then she wants to build on that momentum out of Iowa, where she got 20%. She's going to more than double or exceed that here. The last point is their polls. Last time I checked, they're always wrong, right? So you never know. The same poll on the day I got elected governor said I was going to lose by 11, and we won by a couple percent. So... You know, it's all about the voter turnout. It's all about the enthusiasm. Where's the energy? Not just what people say on a phone or how they, you know, respond to an online text or something. It's really about the energy of the campaign. Trump has no energy. The guy can barely read a teleprompter right now. All the wind is behind Nikki Sales. So I just think the sky's the limit. I think Trump can can speak pretty easily and, and has pretty good ability to uh, to go off the cuff. So I think that's not really landing uh, but Trump responded to uh, attacks on his aptitude by saying oh. he would crush Nikki Haley in and basically an intelligence test. Listen. Well, I think I'm a lot sharper than her. I would do this. I would sit down right now and take an aptitude test and it would be my result against her result. And she's not going to win. She's not going to even come close to winning. Uh, in fact, when I heard the word cognitive, you know, I've taken two of them now. I took one with Doc Ronnie, who's now a fantastic, you know, White House doctor and a fantastic uh, congressman from Texas, Admiral, the White House doctor, Jackson, Ronnie Jackson. And he's uh, now a great congressman from Texas. I took uh, one then and I took one recently. I think the result was announced and it was I aced it twice. I aced it. What do you think, Buck, if we just had... Instead of debates, what if we had Trump v. Biden spelling bee or just like a fifth grade history test? And we just had them go head to head on basic American knowledge that I think would be unbelievable television. I mean, I would a spelling bee between Biden and Trump would be incredible, but I just don't, I don't think that I, the attack on Trump's aptitude works. Yeah, no, that, that's not going to work at all. I just, one thing that's a little side note, but it is interesting to me that the Democrats are generally huge elitists when it comes to education. And they, you know, they even sneer at uh, Amy Coney Barrett, for example, because she went to Notre Dame Law School, which by the way is a very good law school and hard to get into. But you know, it's not Harvard or Yale, like a lot of the, or Columbia, which is where most of the Supreme Court justices go. Um, but they're very, uh, you know, very snippy usually about this. You'll notice they never, they never even go near the fact that, you know, D- Donald Trump went to Wharton and Joe Biden was lying about where he was in his class at Syracuse Law School. He was at the bottom of his Syracuse Law School class. 
So this is why you never hear them really, I think, go after Trump on an education level because Trump is an Ivy Leaguer and Biden is a guy, nothing wrong with Syracuse Law School, good school. To be the bottom of your class at Syracuse Law School, though, 50 years ago, it's pretty, pretty darn unimpressive. Well, I mean, they went after George W. Bush and didn't he have a Harvard MBA? Well, he actually had better grades than John Kerry did from Yale. Which is what the whole thing, they were like, George Bush is so dumb, he got some B's and C's, and then they looked at John Kerry, and John Kerry got like lots of Z's. John Kerry's skill is like marrying rich women more than once. Like, that's John Kerry's great life skill. Yeah, it is, it is fascinating who gets attacked for their intelligence and who doesn't. Um, but I, again, I, I don't think that the cognitive aspect is the way to attack him. If Nikki, if I, if Nikki Haley came to me, and she said, Clay, I'm willing to burn the ships. I don't think she's willing to, but let's presume that she said, I'm willing to burn the ships. I have decided this is my best chance to ever be elected president. How do I beat Trump? What would you advise me? I would say you go after the fact that he lost in 2020. I'm saying if I was Nikki Haley and you will lose to Joe Biden again in 2024 and you straight up own it and we say, you, we can't risk you against Joe Biden again, because what will change that will lead to you being victorious? And I think you have to hammer him on it. All that, that's the only message you hit over and over and over again. The challenge that I think she would run into with that message is, and I'm one of these people, I'm not that worried about electability because if Biden were the nominee, then that is Biden's the worst possible nominee. Now, Nikki Haley could potentially pivot and take the step of Biden's not going to be the nominee. They just want to get you locked in, Donald Trump, and then they want to shift and bring in a better candidate to beat you. And I'll beat any candidate they put forward. You probably will lose to Biden, again, if that were her uh, argument. But you would certainly lose to Michelle Obama or any other rig job candidate they put in. That's the burn the ships argument. And I don't think she's willing to burn the ships. And if she's not willing to burn the ships, she's not going to win. I don't think she's going to win no matter what. But you have to be willing to say, this is it. We're winning this year. I don't know that Nikki Haley in 2028 would ever find herself again in a mono a mono case race for president. Because I think in 2028, there'll be 25 people running. And I think it'll be very hard uh, to win that nomination, I don't think somebody's going to run away with it like has happened this year. So that that's mm-hmm. that would be my advice if she said to me, how do I win this race? I think you have to say Trump's a loser and he'll lose again. Have we ever talked about how Hernan Cortez didn't actually burn his ships, by the way? Have we had that discussion? It's such a good metaphor that you have to use it no matter well, what. I- yeah, it's it's too good to, it's too good to change. Yeah. He scuttled his ships. He didn't actually burn them, but burning is a much better. If you're looking for the metaphor, burning is much more visceral. It's much more, you know, you know another thing. You know, yeah, nowhere else actually, to go. You know, lemmings don't actually commit suicide, right? But yeah, it's too you useful. Them, but... Yeah, too useful. They made a Disney a Disney movie back in the fifties, a documentary. It actually got an Oscar, and they basically it's really mean. They they got all the lemmings together. They pushed them off a cliff on video. They don't commit suicide. That's insane. That and wouldn't go. Them. It wouldn't go very well in uh, Peter modern would day. Never. Peter, no, they would oh, not yeah. be very never happy about that anymore. And they're actually kind of cute. So it was. It was really a shame. There's other. There's other ones too where it's like it doesn't. No one cares that the story isn't actually. It's just too good of a story. A little bit like some of the quotes out there. 
Like Ron got hit for using a Churchill quote about, you know, uh, something is, it's never final or defeat is never final. There are so many good Churchill, Voltaire, and Shakespeare quotes online that are fake. It's really a shame because they're great same, quotes, but they're same fake. thing. By the way, Robert E. Lee. I think one of the most famous quotes that you'll ever see from uh, Robert E. Lee is "Duty." I think I'm I'm paraphrasing. If I mess it up a little bit, but "Duty" is the sublimest word in the English language. You'll see that quote attributed to Robert E. Lee all over the place. There are people who are Civil War uh, aficionados, right, who collect all the different paraphernalia and everything else. They'll have like a picture of Robert E. Lee with that quote underneath it. He never said it. But somehow duty is the sublimest word in the English language became attributed to Robert E. Lee. I don't even know where it came from initially. Yeah. And there's some great Alexis de Tocqueville stuff, except didn't, didn't write it, didn't do it. You know, you go through Voltaire, some great Voltaire stuff. If you want people to pay attention to your fake quote, just put Voltaire under it because the guy was quite clever. Um, and if you want to be able to operate on full steam to the very end, uh, like Donald Trump, for example, where this guy, Clay and I were hanging out at the Mar-a-Lago recently. He just finished golf. He he rolls off the golf course, sits down, chills out with us for over an hour, does a great interview on radio. He sends us vanilla milkshakes. He's high-fiving. You want that kind of energy drive and, and stamina? you got to have the right stuff in your body, the right biochemistry. That's where chalk comes in, my friends. Having energy, stamina, and drive is something you need, period. And most people don't feel like they have enough of it these days because energy in a guy's body comes from healthy testosterone levels. It's a hormone that the body manufactures, but when there's not enough of it, Clay, what happens? You start watching MSNBC, you start changing around. uh, Oh, Clay can't hear me, I was going to say. Otherwise, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't have enough testosterone, you start watching MSNBC and crying a lot. It's not good. <laughs> I, I Maybe I need more testosterone. I was crying during the, uh, during, I almost said the view, God forbid, uh, crying during the crown. Uh, I don't know. I thought about it myself. No, it's very, the cinematography is exceptional. I can't, I can't hit you on that. Carrie's Princess Di died. It was tough, Buck. It was Actually, really you know, tough. we found out, I guess both of us need more chalk. The male vitality stack. It's a set of supplements made for guys who want more energy. Leading ingredient has been proven in studies to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone by up to 20% in three months' time. You'll feel that change long before the three months' time, though, so you really want to make this a part of your daily regimen. Get set up, get hooked up today. Find everyone, uh, uh, find every one, rather, of Chalk's energy-building products online at chalk.com. It's easy to find. C-H-O-Q.com is that website. C-H-O-Q.com. You definitely want to try the male vitality stack, but also I got to tell you, Chad mode, producer Ali's husband loves the Chad mode. I love the Chad mode. This stuff is a pre-workout that, you know, I clay, I ripped through 5,000 words of writing over the weekend. Thank you, Chad mode. 5,000 words. I was Gerard, just- uh, Ali's, uh, husband. She is, de- she says he demands it now for all of his workouts as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Chad mode's amazing. Go to chalkchoq.com. Promo code BUCK, that's critical because you want to get a 35% discount. So here are the steps to get more oomph, more energy, more drive, more focus in your day-to-day. Go to the website, chalkchoq.com, get yourself the male vitality stack, get yourself Chad Mode, and use promo code BUCK for 35% off the subscription you choose for life. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, 
diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades, to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat, and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor preborns entire network for 24 hours helping to rescue 200 babies to donate use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 saying baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck that's preborn.com slash b-u-c-k sponsored by preborn welcome back in everybody to clay and buck we're closing up shop today great time to remind you all please subscribe to the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast uh also you can become you do that by the way download the iHeartRadio app uh but you can listen wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe we got additional content there and uh yeah uh that's a great way to do it also become a clay and buck vip we stream three hours of the show so you can um this is the way to do it you sign up as a vip at clayandbuck.com and then you can watch the stream and email clay and me about how we need to change our sartorial game up a little bit from old comfortable t-shirts. Um, so you get to weigh in on these matters, but you got to become a VIP and check out our stream. So go to clayandbuck.com. Clay, I just wanted us to go, or rather this to be on the record because we're going to be revisiting this question tomorrow. New Hampshire primary is today and voting is happening. We'll know the result tonight. Nikki Haley is saying this is 26. She will stay in it. To win it, no matter what. 
Former President Trump last night said you'll probably drop out today. What's your response to that? I don't do what he tells me to do. I've never done what he tells me to do. If Trump beats you by double digits here in New Hampshire, do you think that your campaign has a future? You know, when we come in and we start the day, and there were 13, 14 candidates in this race, I didn't get here because of luck. I got here because I outworked and outsmarted all the rest of those fellas. Country. What do you mean, answer? Play? It's a good yeah. answer. I mean, I, I give her credit. I mean, that's the right answer, and she is right. She has outlasted a lot of people that no one thought she would be the last. But you're not running to try to almost become president of the United States. You're running to be president of the United States. And I still, unless she wins or loses by, like, you know, three or four points or something like that, close margin loss, I don't see any pathway for her at all to be able to be the Republican nominee, which is why I think ultimately the question she's going to have to answer by about 11 o'clock Eastern tonight is what is the future here? Now, she may get a couple of days to kind of think through it. Maybe she waits the rest of this week because the primary in uh, in South Carolina is a month away, so she doesn't have to make an immediate decision. She could even wait and see whether there's any kind of bounce based on her performance in New Hampshire. But Trump was in good shape to win South Carolina before we even know what happens in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley put all of her eggs in New Hampshire in this basket, as in I'm going to beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire. She's not going to do that, I don't think. It would be a huge upset if she does. It would be a a, a, a race-changing outcome. I think by 11 o'clock Eastern, Trump is going to have won by 15 or 20 points, Buck, and this race is effectively going to be over. And that surprises me, because if we had been talking a year ago, Buck, if I had said to you, Trump will have the entire Republican race locked up by January 23rd of 2024, that would have been staggering, I think, to both of us. And we've never had a general election, which is going to last for as long as this one will, if Trump does tonight what we anticipate the voters of New Hampshire are going to do for him. People who have underestimated Trump in the past have uh, done so with uh, consequences that they weren't expecting. And I think that uh, this, I, I don't want to get ahead of it because I know we're going to talk about it a lot for the year, but the reality of what Trump is putting in play here to come back from a presidential election loss in office, um, however we got there, that is what happened, uh, to come back from that, and to not only wipe away effectively the entire Republican primary, as you were pointing out, sew this whole thing up very quickly. I mean, have it all ready, you know, all all, all good to go um, at such an early stage. And to also be doing all this with four fel- felony criminal indictments against him in the background. I mean, Trump said it to us. He's built different or built differently. And he definitely is. This is not normal stuff at all that he is going through and dealing with. And so far, the ability to withstand all of this looks almost superhuman. I mean, I I think a lot of people would be broken by what he's been through. And I would say if you could change one aspect of the Republican primary, we'll probably get into this some tomorrow. My kids watch all the Marvel movies, and obviously if you watch any of those Marvel movies, there's a concept called the multiverse, right, where things spiral a little bit differently. If Democrats had decided 
you know what, we're really, if Joe Biden had been what he said he was going to be, a uniter, and if he had made the same decision when he got into office that Trump made about Hillary Clinton, and if he had said, hey, I got elected, I'm not going to try to put Donald Trump in prison. I'm calling the dogs off. No investigations. If he wants to run again, he can run again. I'll beat him. Fair and square. If he had actually taken that tack, what would have happened in the Republican primary? That, to me, once the indictment started in March of 2023, I really think the die was cast. What would New Hampshire and Iowa have looked like if Trump had never gotten indicted at all? That is, I think, the number one question that we'll never know the answer of, but to me is the most integral aspect of the entire Republican also, primary race. Can you think of another time in political in, in political history where a felony criminal indictment, never mind four of them, against a person running for office was a, a net positive in this way? I, I Usually a felony indictment would mean you're toast. Yeah. Most people would drop out if they got a felony indictment. Yes. So most people wouldn't even consider continuing to run. Um, that's a fun discussion, too. No, I can't think of any historical uh, analogy here that's anything like the moment that we're in right now. Trump is built different. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 